<laughs> this is Shameful Gone Sexy with me, Dr. Jocelyn Hart. Here, I share my truth from personal and professional experience in how to change your life. No fluff. Listen up, because I'm saying fuck you to fear, fuck you to judgment, and fuck you to anything and everyone who has kept you exactly where you are. I'm calling bullshit on behavioral mindset that's actually keeping you on that ruthless roller coaster. We are ditching the shackles of shame and instead lighting a fire up your asshole to get rid of the emotional constipation so you can be free to live as exactly who you are and love yourself for it. I'm going to share some discoveries that are going to make sense like nothing has made sense before. From the real reasons we binge to how we find our purpose, it's all on the table. I'm not here to inspire. I'm here to empower you to do exactly what it is you already want to do. Just like me, you've been through the trenches. Now you're claiming the trauma and I'll show you how to transform it into a fulfilling happiness you didn't think was possible. Trust yourself to take the ride. It won't disappoint. You are worthy. You are enough. And you are sexy as hell. Much love. And here we go. So one of the things that we were talking about was the family interaction piece that not only are there a lot of people, but also that family has like judgments and stuff. And some of these judgments are like are actually from our family, like our family is actually judging us. And some of them potentially are some thoughts that we have in our own head as well. Right. So what's, what do you feel like is kind of like the trigger for the fact that like we give a shit about what they have to say or what their eyes are doing or any, any aspect of their presence being there? Well, for me, I've always just kind of like strove or strived or however you say that word (laughs) for acceptance and wanting people to be proud of me Mm -hmm. and just feeling like I'm letting my family down and in what ways are you feeling like you're letting your family down do they actually say this to your face I will forever remember it it was six years ago I had lost weight at one point and then gained a lot back and my grandpa saw me for the first time since I was like 115, 120 pounds. (laughs) And um, he said, come give me a hug. And I went and like hugged him. And he was like, oh, there's my little one. Oh, well, you used to be little. And then he kind of like stood back and like looked me up and down. And I was just like, (laughs) that was not a good feeling. And I I remember that like to this day. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. The people just like, especially older people, they don't a lot of times have a filter mm-hmm. and they kind of just say what they want. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's that worry that people are just going to say stuff. <laughs> and then yeah. and then you have to wonder, like, I mean, if they're saying it, there's got to be some sort of truth to it. Like, mm-hmm. or at least they're thinking that way. They're thinking that I'm fat, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, yeah, and definitely. self-conscious the rest of the time. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I also remember too, like in addition to that, like the changing of your body too, for myself, I know that when I lost all the weight as well, there were all those comments too. But then when I gained all the weight back, so many of the comments were, oh, you look so pretty, blah, blah, blah. It was like almost overcompensating because they knew, I think it got out somehow. 
but like they knew I had had an eating disorder and all that Mm -hmm. bullshit. And so it was so different from the year before where I had lost a shitload of weight and like, oh my gosh, you look so skinny. Like, like all those like comments about like what society is all excited about with that. So it's kind of this interesting, did you experience anything along those lines? I don't think many people knew about my eating disorder and to this day still don't really know about my eating issues. So most people just thought that I lost the weight because I got motivation and lost it. (laughs) And while that was sort of somewhat true, there was also a really unhealthy layer to that too. And so not many people know about that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you something. I notice with these family gatherings, that's kind of something that at least I've noticed is one of those conversations that's similar to the weather where people almost like default to talking about certain things like that, like how you look. Have you noticed that? Yes. And it's It's like like the most uncomfortable thing to kind of like start talking about yeah. <laughs> anything but that please <laughs> yeah exactly and it like it doesn't matter who you are or whatever but literally like whether you're the same weight as you were before or whether you've lost weight or gained weight or whatever that's like one of those conversations that like unfortunately is kind of one of those comfortable things to talk about apparently right where they're just like oh my gosh did you lose weight but like but like yeah. some you know I feel like when people make those comments it's like people will literally be like no I actually didn't lose weight like I remember that a lot like no I actually didn't like thanks for bringing it up though like in fact I gained like 12 pounds so. in fact, isn't that fucking hysterical though and like so you know here's one of the amazing things that we get to kind of talk about right now when there's comments being made about how you look about your weight about whatever because that is a that is a very very common conversation that comes up what are the things that we could talk about instead that we could offer as a different conversation to be super passive aggressive about it and ask them about like anything that we know about them that like they failed at or something <laughs> like like uncle fred lost his job hey uncle fred how's how's the job hunt going or like <laughs> yeah i know no, yeah that would be no i guess we could just talk about you know, positive things that are happening in our lives or you know ask them about their lives <laughs> kind of redirect it back to them so you're not having to talk about the uncomfortable things in your life <laughs> yeah you know what i loved about what you just said and i'm going to add in something too so you were talking saying the positive things that are happening and then like kind of you can also switch the conversation so that we're talking about them so when we're talking about like the i loved when you said talking about the positive things that are happening because that that's one of those things that people don't talk about. <laughs> people always talk about like, oh, how's your job? Oh, it's okay. Like, blah, blah, blah. Right? Like, it's constantly the same fucking conversation. Oh, it's okay. You know, like, blah, blah, blah. right? But like, here's the deal. How would a Thanksgiving day be if there were conversations where you talked about literally any celebrations that you had, big or small, for that time that you were together? Yeah, that would be amazing. Like, why can't we do that more often? and why do we have to free and com- commiserate about everything like even if it's a happy celebration we still have to talk about all the uh, you know life sucks everything sucks and, you know life sucks for me too so you know we relate in that way life sucks like <laughs> exactly exactly like 
they're needing connection with other people. And so they'll talk about their bodies and whatever, and they'll talk about the shitty job they have. Maybe they're talking about how their kids like get on the nerves. Maybe they're talking about how their husband gets on the nerves. Like, it's like, those are all the same fucking conversations every single time. So it's like, okay, what are some of the things, if I were to ask you even, if we were at a Thanksgiving, what are the celebrations that you've had? Well, I joined this amazing program. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm like happy about life and you know I know how to handle stuff when things get hard and and I'm making friends that are positive examples in my life and you know I don't hate food so much anymore and like I'm getting a house probably soon and you know I my credit's gone up like just lots of good stuff I could just keep going it's crazy because it didn't used to be that way like I used to have to sit there and think hard about the positive things in my life you know yeah that's pretty cool yeah definitely no that's super super celebratory and you know what it took was change and I feel like that's kind of one of those things that like unfortunately doesn't become part of the conversation so much because people are so comfortable with what they're currently in I mean they don't want to stay in it right because they're fucking miserable but here's the thing they're afraid of the change so you're sitting here and you're going to be telling these people like all of these just like your life is better like what do they have to say right because what is it that allows you to say all these celebrations like what did you do that's different than what they did since last year I got to know myself in an intimate way I really did work on myself and you know thought about me instead of everybody else all the time and yeah 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 absolutely so when we're talking about feeling anxious about family interaction So for the girl who's struggling with that right now, for the girl who's going to be going to Thanksgiving dinner, what can we tell her? Well, she could either redirect it, like I was talking about earlier, and talk about, you know, positive things in her life or you know, ask them how their life is. So the positive things that are happening in your life and maybe Mm -hmm. asking them, like, what are the positive celebrations that are happening in their life? And then Mm -hmm. asking them, like, what's, what's the update? Like, what's the update since last year? You know what I mean? Because Mm -hmm. not, you know, our intention is definitely not to be like, oh, you're the same as last year. It's more so like, you're now this, this light and inspiration for other people to do something different. So that next year, they're not saying the same fucking thing about how miserable they are you know what I mean and the Mm -hmm. fact that you know you're getting to know yourself how many people in your family can say that I don't think anybody honestly you know and so when somebody is commenting on your body how much you're eating or whatever the fuck they have to talk about that's something that even if they were judging you or whatever they were saying you get to know something inside of you I know myself I've made changes and I have positive things happening in my life. And Mm -hmm. although that may or may not be something that they can see or whatever, more often than not, because you have that new voice going on in here, there's going to be so much less space for the yuckies. Like, oh, I wonder what, you know, Aunt Carol is thinking about me putting this shit on my plate. Oh, I wonder what, you know, they're thinking about me since last year and my body, blah, 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 right? Yeah. And also, I think the other thing I was going to say is I can be more at peace with what I'm doing with the food that I am eating because I feel comfortable eating that food because I know it's going to make my body feel good. And you know what? I know how much I am supposed to eat and I don't need people judging me about it. You know what? They can just eat what they want and leave me alone. (laughs) 
because <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm yeah. going to eat what I want. That's beautiful. Absolutely. And you know, what's another beautiful thing that we can reframe when somebody is commenting on your food. Let's, let's say to the girl who's worried about that, because that inevitably happens every year. What does that actually tell you about that person who's making the comment? They are uncomfortable in their own skin, insecure, and trying to feel better by judging me. Yeah. And what if that person is skinny and they like don't struggle with food issues and they comment? Is it different? No. No. <laughs> Right? Because that happens sometimes, right? Where like a skinnier person, right? So to speak, will still comment. It's like, oh, well, you know, it can't be because they're struggling because blah, blah. No, like whether or not it's food they're struggling with or their body or whatever, they're struggling with something that they don't have control over. And so they can comment on you and how you maybe possibly don't have control over something, right? Because that's projecting onto somebody else Mm -hmm. that way they don't have to look at themselves so much you know yeah so whether they're talking about food or body and making comments or whatever yeah like that's telling them more about them than you yeah absolutely and so that's something that for those of you who are struggling right now and kind of anxious about going to these family gatherings about the comments that are going to be made and all that sort of stuff Here's the thing, noticing before you even go in there, go into that house or wherever you're going or before people even ring the doorbell, noticing real quick the thoughts that are running in your head about preemptively about what people might say or when people do say it. Thinking to yourself, is this mine? Is this a judgment that is actually coming from me innately or is this actually something that was stemmed from somebody else and their own shit? And I'll tell you 100% of the time, it's not your shit. It's not your shit. It tells them about them. So thank you for showing yourself the things that you get to work through. I happen to be moving through my own stuff. So thank you for giving yourself the opportunity to move through that. It has nothing to do with me. Right. Yeah. That was one of the most empowering things ever was that was like one of the first things I learned with all of this is that it's not mine. <laughs> and I like clung, I clung on to that for like, I still do. But like in the beginning, that was so powerful because of all the thought that I would have about how people were thinking about me or what I looked like, or, you know, wanting to be liked and accepted and blah, 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 blah. But like, it's not mine. It's if, not. I am, if I am confident in what I'm doing and in myself and I feel good, then it doesn't concern me. Like <laughs> if whatever they're saying, they can just keep it with them because it's not mine and that is like so freaking empowering yeah and and I love that you mentioned that too because for for the girl that's out there right now like I invite you to say that to yourself right now is this true and is this mine is this mine remembering that it's a hundred percent of the time not yours it's just not and if it feels like if you're in the audience and you're like no really like this is definitely like my thoughts Here's the thing. It feels like it's yours because they're now fused with what you believe because it's been said so much, whether it was said, whether it was something that was done, whatever it is, it's not yours though. Even if you've, you've thought this for 20, 30 years, think again, think again. There's a lot of memories as well that like, we don't remember. There's so many memories that we don't remember that are controlling our thoughts and beliefs now. So now hiding. Okay. So this is huge, 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 huge. Whether we're hiding ourselves because we really don't want to talk or we don't want to be seen or we don't want to be like also associated with the food that we're now eating or whatever. This is such a great conversation. So hiding of yourself, the food, whatever. 
I didn't love myself. I judged myself every time I looked in the mirror and I was obsessed with food. I struggled with a lot of inner chaos. I didn't know how to have compassion for myself. If you need somebody who understands that feeling so that you can move through that, to ditch food obsession and embrace self-love, hit me up on IG at D-R-J-O-C-E-L-Y-N-H-A-R-T-E at Dr. Justin Hart on IG so we can chat. So let's talk about hiding food. So the biggest thing that I used to do was like go through the line. You know how people, everybody lines up to get the food and whatnot. And like, I remember like looking around real quick and I just take like two big spoonfuls real quick and like shove it in my face and like chew it super fast while I was getting stuff on my plate <laughs> and trying not to let anybody see that I was like eating like right out of the pan. Like, <laughs> yep, yep. like no shame, but actually a lot of shame because I was hiding, but yeah. Yes. I used to do very similar. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why, but why is this happening? Why is this happening, right? Because we have that shame and it's like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Like, this is so embarrassing that like, I feel so bad, but like, why am I still doing this shit? Because you think that you're never going to have it again. Yeah. Yeah, but that goes into a whole nother conversation. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, it's true. It's like, we feel like we have to have it really quickly and in pretty large quantities because we have this scarcity mindset. Let me ask you a very easy trivia question, my friend. Where does this sense of needing of restriction come from? In the past, when like family wouldn't let you have all the stuff you want to do as a kid like that was it for me like as growing up I couldn't eat what I wanted <laughs> and so when I got older I just kind of like overdid it because I was like well now I can do what I want and I just took it way too far and just went down a really bad path and then once you're now older because mm. there's the overeating then what who's doing the restricting now yeah diets and restricting and calorie counting and all that stuff mm -hmm. yeah yeah so we're already like anticipating for ourselves I don't know if this is your experience but I remember, I remember so clearly because like, you know, like you, we've done all these diets and stuff. And I can tell you pretty much, ev honestly, if you were to put any food in front of me, I probably know exactly how many calories are in there. It's just like, you can't ever forget it. You just can't. You can't ever forget it because it defines you back then. It just defines you. And so I would remember before having these, these meals, Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever, I would calculate how much I was going to be able to have so that I knew I wasn't going to like blow like this huge bulge or like gain 20 pounds that I was nervous about gaining in one day and all this sort of stuff. But then what happens? We eat out of a fucking pan, right? Because it's like, oh, well this, you know, at least for me, it doesn't, count. it doesn't count. That's exactly what I was going to say. It doesn't count. It doesn't count, right? It's hysterical. I would do that with empty containers all the time because it doesn't count. You know, like when there's just still shit in there. Absolutely. I would take the fucking crumbs that were like burnt on there, like hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. But it's like, okay. Like it's one thing to kind of know what your body wants and getting those things and whatever. It's another thing to go off of some bullshit rule 
that I can only have, let's just, I don't know, let's just say you saved up for like 700 calories for that meal because you know it's Thanksgiving. Like, I don't know. Whatever the fuck you gave yourself, right? But it's like, okay, how realistic is that? On a scale of zero to 10, zero being extremely unrealistic. 10. <laughs> 10 being, 10 being like, extremely unrealistic. Totally unrealistic. Totally yeah. unrealistic. Yeah. Absolutely. There's no way to keep up that. Like, the rest nobody. Of life. No. <laughs> Nobody will do, nobody does that. No one does that. You know, there's a bajillion sides that are available. There's a bajillion, like, it's just not possible. And then there's dessert and blah, blah, blah. There's no fucking way. And so now you've placed yourself in a place where of course you're going to want to hide, right? You're hiding from yourself, you know? It's like, never thought of it that way, but really it's true it's true because <laughs> if nobody saw it happen then it didn't happen it didn't happen. <laughs> it didn't happen exactly now here's the beautiful piece instead of feeling like we have to like shove shit in our face really quickly because it's not going to be there really soon and whatever which I hear you guys out there that are like yeah but like grandma doesn't make these cookies she only makes them like once a year or like whatever 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 right but here's the thing what is it that you are actually missing out on if you weren't to have that cookie like, what are you really feeling like you're missing out on? A uh, once in a lifetime opportunity. <laughs> like, That's what it, it feels, feels like. like. It does. It does. It feels like that. And like, you know, when grandma like, or auntie K or whoever the fuck, right, will come up to you and say, oh, look, you know, did you try some of my blah, blah, blah? Like, I just made it myself. You know, those fucking yeah. conversations. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, <laughs> oh, fuck, you know, because it's like, and you did want it. <laughs> like, it's like, you did want to try it, but you didn't want to like overdo it or whatever the fuck right and it's like here's the thing guys just because she made this by hand with like shit she made in her garden or whatever the fuck she says right does not mean that that's something that you need to consume you can show appreciation and love and connection and whatever a different way and if aunt k is offended when you say you're full or you know you have a lot on your plate or whatever the fuck again that shows something about her not you that's just the way it is like if we were to say yes to every time that somebody invited us to do something that's the best way to put yourself right down a rabbit hole of shame yeah and it's exhausting it's exhausting it's not your responsibility to fulfill aunt k's day a lot of times like people of course make things out of love and they want you to try it and all this sort of stuff. But like you make the decision. You are the one that has your body. You're the one that's going to have to feel any sense of shame or blame or whatever. That's going to be yours for probably the next two days. Yeah. But yeah. Aunt Kay only has to deal with the no for like 10 minutes. minutes. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever she like sulks upon, like, right? And that's not your problem. It just isn't. We take that on ourselves because we're all like, you know, we identify as people pleasers so much of the time, right? But it's like, is that mine? Is that mine? Is it true? No. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah. And that is such an empowering thought too. And I know I keep talking about being empowered, feeling like every single Thanksgiving, every single Christmas, every, you know, holiday or whatever, you have to eat what everybody makes. You have to eat some of everything because, you know, everybody's going to ask, oh, how did you like this? How did you like that? How did you like this? And then you have to answer and you have to be happy about it, even if it tasted horrible and you... Right, it's exhausting. Yes, but you just have to because you're people pleasers and you want to be accepted and, you know, but you know what it's not yours it's really not and that's so awesome and I'm 
excited to go on the holidays this, this year because I don't have to eat everything. You don't. Yeah, exactly. And I love that you brought in, Elena, the need that, you know, you want to feel connected. Of course, you want to feel connected and you want people to like you and like whatever, whatever. But it's like, okay, does it have to be through food? Does it have to be through your body? What does family mean? What is the point of the gathering? Spend time with family and, you know, see people you haven't seen in forever and, you know, get to know each other again because it's been forever since you've seen these people and, you know, just love on each other and talk to each other. It's not all about the food. It's really not. (laughs) I want you guys in the audience to like just just remember like, you know, and similar, I did a post about this today, actually, like in a journal entry um, that I, that I read for the, for the post. And it was about going out and how I used to not go out. I just wouldn't because of similar situations, right? It's like, I would like loathe Thanksgiving in a way. Like I was excited because I got to eat all shit. Right. But for most of that time for that, like the two days or whatever, like it was mostly feeling really, really sad at the end of the day irritated with myself, which underneath that was sadness. It just was. What if we remembered for a second why we're meeting up with these people? It is to connect and all this sort of stuff and whatever. And it can be through something else. Just because traditionally the conversations are so slim. How's work? How's school? You know, oh, you look skinny. Oh, you gain weight or whatever the fuck, right? What else could we fucking talk about? Literally anything, literally anything. The celebration. God forbid we use our brains. Seriously. (laughs) And not just sit there and gorge ourselves. Stimulating topics. (laughs) Literally stimulating topics. Literally anything. Like, I'm not even, like, honestly, it can even be fun sometimes to, like, literally ask the stupidest fucking questions because, (laughs) like, what's your favorite color? Like, that would be even better than you commenting on on like whatever else you were going to comment on. Learn something about each other. Like how many years have you been together and you know the same information about each other as last time? Yeah. Is that why you're going to like gather? I don't think so. Probably not. You know, wasting time. Like, it's a waste of time. Precious time. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just about one hug and food and moving. No. No, let's just go back to your grandfather for a second, right? And like, of course, like that, it makes plenty of sense why that would be like traumatizing, right? Yeah, I mean, that's harmful. That's hurtful. And again, you probably didn't mean it. A lot of people do that. They don't maybe mean it, but it, but that's how it comes off. And it's like, okay, how can I now sidestep for a second, take a step away and see this from an outside view? So this is one of my favorite things that we get to do, guys. When you're seeing things from within the actual situation, when you're in your like pissed off, irritated, whatever, it could be very much like, oh my God, grandpa's such a dick. Like, why would you say that? Like, whatever the fuck you have in your head. But it's like, Right. We like are now like, oh, my God, I'm so fat. Like, you know, we have all these fucking dialogues in our head. But wait a second. Take a second. Ask yourself those two questions. Is this mine? Is this true? Step outside of yourself for a second as if you were on a 30,000 foot view away from the situation, looking down on it. And what do you objectively see? What are you objectively seeing? And I'm going to ask you that. Grandpa trying to figure out how to talk to me maybe or he was probably just nervous or you know he wanted to say something but he just didn't know what to say and that was what came out and you know maybe he meant it maybe he didn't probably didn't (laughs) yeah absolutely and you know I know that there sometimes is an aunt because I know 
I just have spoken to so many different people, right? You ever had an aunt where like, no matter what, like she'll, she'll kind of like make comments about like literally anything about you. That's kind of like, it's like passive aggressive almost. Again, let's step outside the situation. What's happening? They're probably feeling insecure about themselves and they want to make themselves feel better. So they want to pinpoint every little thing that they see as a flaw in me. Projection. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Now, here's one of the things that can like, really get people most when you're happy and they are not no matter how much food you've eaten no matter what size you are if you are genuinely happy and comfortable with yourself slash even just know yourself it doesn't matter what she says it doesn't matter what she says because even if you were by yourself, you would know who you are, no matter what size you were, no matter how much you ate. And you're not going to be going into the bathroom, like wondering why the fuck you even came to this house because you knew this would happen. Old yeah. story. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So taking home leftovers, ready? I used to do this with takeout all the time where I would like, you know, bird pick on my food or whatever. And then I would go home and just like, you know, I would try and like take half, bring it home, that whole bullshit, right? But then I went home and I ate all of it because I was like, I literally ate all of it. Yeah. Yeah. And the next day your husband wakes up and he's like, what? <laughs> what happened to the food? What it it's the worst fucking question also. Like, where did the food go? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, like, I don't know. I don't know tear. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I'm so, right? So here's the thing. You know how sometimes you'll go somewhere and they're like, oh, please take please take some, please take some. Like we can't have all this in the house. Please take some. And you say no so many times, but at the end of the day, you still take some. <laughs> okay. So now why do we do that? Why do we do that? I don't know because people get offended when you don't want to take anything home. They're like, are you sure you have kids? Don't you want to feed your kids some, some more turkey tomorrow, even though they hated it because it was dry, but feed your kids and your husband, you can take some to lunch. And it's like I freaking said, no, I have lunch food to take to work I don't need your dry turkey lady yeah yeah so how do we uphold our boundaries this time just say no thanks and what if she's pushing <laughs> does all those things and says all those things just hold your ground I guess and just say no thank you I don't need any and then you just say if she says anything else just be like no it's really okay I have enough food for my house I don't need any extras and then if she still talks about it you just kind of walk away because it's not your stuff exactly and you've already said it a bajillion times. And it's not your problem. Like if she feels like super bummed that now she has all this food in her house, blah, blah, blah. It's not your problem at all. It's not. We take this on. And for those of you in the audience that are like, isn't that like kind of a bitchy thing to do? No, it's not. Boundaries aren't a bitchy behavior. No, those are actually there for you. Feels like it at first and it takes a lot of growth to learn how to just say no, but it can happen. It can sure. happen. Yeah, absolutely. Elaine and I both were people pleasers. Very much so. Big time. 100%. <laughs> like, definitely. Every day, all day. <laughs> all day, every day. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, and you can always bring in the foppins too. So audience, foppins is one of my favorite fucking tools ever. Um, tell them your feeling, the objective thing that you have to say, your perspective on the situation, what you need and the solution. So if she has asked you like four times are you sure you don't want some? Listen, Aunt Kathy, I feel I feel really uncomfortable when you ask me four times if I want to bring some of this turkey home. From my perspective, it feels very pushy. I need to feel I need freedom to feel comfortable. <laughs> yeah, I I need to feel freedom to make my own decision. Would it be reasonable for you to stop asking me? You know what I mean? <laughs> 
seriously, we laugh and whatever, but here's the thing. That's literally something you could say. And then she realizes now she's hit with reality of what's happening. Like, oh yeah, I guess it would make sense why she's uncomfortable. I just asked her four fucking times the same question when she said no, right? But how many times do we speak up for ourselves and actually like tell people that? Yeah, it's either that or walk away. So I guess it's kind of explaining Yeah, what's worse? <laughs> like what's worse, right? It's like, it's totally your decision. She's it- like holding in casserole and you're just walking away and she's trying to hand it to you <laughs> exactly exactly it's like okay so so for those of you out there like i'm gonna review this again okay foppins f-o-p-n-s Tell, then this is with any constructive conversation that feels uncomfortable any single time right i'll ask elena why don't you tell the audience what foppins is just okay. like help them through that for a second and like how you use it okay foppins is feeling observation perspective need and solution and it basically just gives you an outline for a productive conversation so you're not like spiraling in your brain not having any idea what to say or what to say if you think about that it kind of helps you get your point across Mm -hmm. absolutely and if it feels comfortable practically for you guys before you even go to the thanksgiving dinner preemptively those questions or those pushes or those boundaries that you want to set write them down because you're you can probably predict some of them like for example people trying to have you bring stuff home write it out in your phone in your notebook literally write it down in your notebook because i know this sounds really silly i recognize this sounds silly but when you're first practicing foppins when you're practicing having these constructive conversations, it really can feel like you're being a bitch. It can feel like that. And so naturally we immediately go to the people pleaser, back up, start using words like just or kind of, or whatever. Like we totally blunt the blow. We'll say things like, sorry, but here's the thing. We don't have to do that anymore, guys. You don't have to do that anymore. So write it down in your phone so that you can literally read it off your phone. Because who gives a shit if Auntie K or whoever is like, why are you reading off your phone? Who gives a shit? Because you're saying what you need to say. Because when we don't have it written down sometimes, and if you identify as a people pleaser, guys, like this is so helpful. The first time I did this, yes, I felt extremely uncomfortable. My face was red. I felt like I had a fist down my throat. Like it was really hard to say, but I did it. And the more I did that, the easier it became for me to uphold my boundary. Yeah. And the less rehearsed it sounds too. So then you feel better about it too. Absolutely. Confident in it. Absolutely. Even if they are thinking, oh gosh, she's a bitch. What the heck? Like, even if they're thinking that after you leave, you got your point across and that's all that matters. Whatever they're thinking, it's not yours. Exactly. It's not yours. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause that's the whole point of the Foppins guys is that it is objective because you're even stating your perspective as a perspective. None of it is a blame on the other person. It's literally so that you keep everything objective so that even if they take it offensively, here's the thing. You said it correctly. That's their shit. And when you're saying the objective piece, I would encourage you guys to really feel into for a second, like take space and like feel into, is this objective? And if it is a perspective, am I stating it? as such because the last thing you'll you'll want is for anything to be your opinion without stating it as an opinion because that will be taken they'll have be on defense and they will shut down they're probably not going to listen to the rest of your sentence so practice this guys it's amazing use use your time in the car to try this out it's really really beautiful so when you feel like you need to take a teeny amount of everything like a teeny tiny amount 
what should be on your plate, quote unquote, not that there's a should, but like, instead of teeny tiny amounts that like, you're not actually satisfied with, or maybe you're satisfied for like legit an hour and a half, and then you're already hungry again. And then you gorge on desserts because you can't help it anymore. It's like, okay, how can we actually like have a Thanksgiving dinner? Like, what can it actually look like with the food? I mean, you could do the four groups, you could do the fat you could do the vegetable <laughs> hold on i'm trying to remember i don't remember the last one protein yeah mm-hmm. protein, protein duh yeah yeah mm-hmm. yep. yeah yeah and just and like you- exactly like you'll be satisfied absolutely because now you have a mix of things not we are not i repeat guys we are not counting macros we're not counting grams we're not counting calories that's not what we're doing we're simply allowing ourselves to, the reason for the balance is so that your body innately is not going to have either a spike and then be hungry in an hour and a half or be like too full so that now you feel absolutely like bloated and shitty, right? When you have a mix of all of those things, you're going to feel better. You just will feel better and all that sort of stuff. And also noticing what do I notice makes me feel good even after I eat it. That's another huge thing. Like what not only makes me feel good during it, but like after as well, what am I going to feel good about after I eat this later tonight or even the next day you get to have it. Even if it's, if it's dessert, literally anything you can have it. There is no bad food. It's simply listening to yourself. The more limitations you put on yourself, the more you're going to feel in a scarcity mindset and the more you're going to eat at the end of the day. When you're getting ready for Thanksgiving and you're getting dressed in your outfit that you've picked out if you feel beautiful you are beautiful and whatever people think it's not yours again I will reiterate it is not yours go to Thanksgiving and feel good about yourself just have a good time socialize and redirect awkward conversations mm-hmm. absolutely <laughs> and how about for the girl that doesn't feel like she looks beautiful when she looks in the mirror love yourself and know that you are beautiful <laughs> even if she's overweight yeah you're still beautiful yeah mm-hmm. yeah and I'm not stating that guys it's like even if she's overweight I'm just like in her head right now because that's what I thought to myself literally even if you're overweight because like I said before the prettiest thing that you can ever show a family whether or not they acknowledge it is your own happiness and your connection to yourself that's what is going to shine the loudest every time every single time All right, cool. So as a wrap up, guys, it's not mine. (laughs) It's not mine. If you guys are somebody who is struggling with this shit, And you're just like, damn, I want to be where Elena's at. You know what I mean? Hit me up in my DM. Let me know like what it is that you're struggling with. I love hearing these conversations, chatting with you guys about what it is that you need some support with. Or, you know, if Elena's open to it as well, maybe you can reach out to Elena. I don't know. But yeah, she's like, sure. (laughs) Um, And where could they find you if they ever wanted to reach out to you, Elena? Facebook, Elena Henderson. Uh, I think it's a picture of me and my husband. And then Instagram, I think it's EC Henderson 1205, possibly. Yeah, (laughs) beautiful. Amazing. Yeah. So hit myself or Elena up because like we are here to support you guys so that you feel understood and seen and not alone in this. And if you guys notice that it's something that you want to take the next step with and, you know, you want to go past the point of chatting, just know that the Food Freedom Formula is coming out. It's my 12-week program. That is the newest program that I have out for you guys, designed for you, so that you can help to move through this kind of shit 
just like Elena has here. So again, this is Elena. Thank you so much for coming on this call so that we could talk about this for the girl who is going into Thanksgiving dinner and she just needs to hear somebody else who's going through the same thing that she's been going through and how to move through that with these tactical steps. So thank you so much for coming on, Elena. No problem. It was such a pleasure.